Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. When you have a business, no matter how small or big it is, you have to be able to answer one simple question. What do you do? For example, Apple creates and designs mobile and desktop devices. Mothers makes po'boys. The other universal issue for all businesses is finding the most effective way to market yourself. Apple is selling a product to everybody on Earth. They might hire a plane to write their message across the sky. Mothers might do better with an eye-catching sidewalk sign outside their restaurant. Either way, we've got you covered. Neil Nadler is the owner of Air Relden. It's an air charter service who, among other things, will tow a banner with your message on it behind a plane across the sky all over New Orleans. Neil, welcome out to lunch. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Ashley Arsenault Jones is the owner of Small Chalk, an illustration and lettering company that has a chalkboard division specializing in groovy-looking hand-drawn chalk messages you might have seen at Whole Food, Barcadia, Dat Dog, and a bunch of other places around town. Ashley, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. It's good to, good to have you folks. Neil, everybody with a business has to decide where to allocate marketing dollars to bring them the biggest bang for the buck. Most folks go for radio, print, online, or TV. They're the only options that come to mind for most of us. Then there's those folks who hire a plane to tow their message across the sky. You've been doing this for over 32 years. What kind of person or business do you find is attracted to sky advertising? Uh, we do a lot of uh, pulling for businesses in the uh, in the French Quarter, some of the uh, some of the lounges. I'm sure you've seen some of the banners around oh, sure. uh, Jazz Fest, uh, French Quarter Fest, uh, Mardi Gras. And um, uh, we do uh, <clears throat> um, uh, Papa Lock, for example. Uh, you know, especially towards the end of Jazz Fest, they love to have their banner pull during the exit crowd, which <laughs> I is can uh, imagine. probably pretty effective. Um, <laughs> and it must be interesting because when you think of marketing, you're trying to figure out who's looking at it. I guess if you fly over a certain part of the city, you really are narrowing down the demographic, I, the French Quarter or the Jazz Fest, and. Yeah, probably, but uh, for the most part, you know, we're just looking for crowds. You know, the bigger the crowds, uh, you know, of course, Jazz Fest is our number one busiest time of year. We don't, you know, we're not pulling beaches and things like that. We're primarily the city, and we're pulling, uh, we go to Baton Rouge, we'll pull over, uh, you know, the LSU uh, tailgating. Uh, as far as that, we'll do, uh, that's probably our second most popular. Uh, now, do you need a license to do this, Neil, or? 
I'm oh, just, yes. Well, you have to have a... Uh, pilot we, we that have, would be very good. Well, no, I'm, but I'm talking about to be able to pull banners yeah. regardless, you have to have a banner waiver, which is issued by the FAA. And it's pretty highly regulated. You know, they inspect the equipment, they inspect the aircraft, and uh, the pilots, you know, when we, uh, we get them checked out to be able to pull banners as far as that goes. Well, and, and how much does it cost to tow a banner? Is it by the hour, or how does that work? We generally do it by the hour. Um, it runs uh, for, for regular business. We'll charge about $600 for a one-hour pull. Now, if people call for personal banners, then, you know, we'll, we, we don't have to pull as long for a personal banner. Usually, if we're oversight, you know, 10, 15 minutes, once they've seen the banner, you know, then, uh, so we'll, we'll charge less than that, uh, you know, anywhere from, uh, you know, we did one for uh, kids uh, looking up on the West Bank a function over there, and I... I think uh, since we had to pull all the way from the North Shore and then pull back again, but I think we did it for about $300 or, or something like that, and we've done it a couple years in a row. Now, Ashley, you started out writing the menu on a blackboard for a mid-city restaurant, and in return for payment, you got egg sandwiches. That <laughs> I love this. Um, now you have a business creating chalkboard signs across the city and for national clients like Acura, ESPN, and M&M's. When I dig into overnight success stories, I usually find it wasn't overnight. In your case, it's been seven years. You've had to build this one chalkboard at a time, and I guess the risk is pretty low because you're only investing in chalk, but your business is growing. How can you keep it growing? Can you turn it into a, a national company? Uh, to scale or not to scale? Oh, that is... <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. Um, for me, sometimes it's more of how... It's not... How do I scale? It's if I scale. Um, because, you know, I've been really lucky. My business has grown, like you said, chalkboard by chalkboard. It's like I do one thing, somebody sees it, they like it. Then I do another thing, and, you know, it's all word of mouth. It all just kind of rolls into one. Um, but then you get to this point where you've got so many clients, and you never want to get to the point where you're just... At least I don't. I don't want to just be cranking things out. I want everything that I do to be very intentional. I want the quality to be there, and I want the business owner to know that I was thinking completely of them. I was inspired totally by their space and by their brand, and I'm doing the best job I can do for them. And so it's now that I have so many clients and I have a lot of exposure, the question has been, do I want to hire help and just do a bunch of stuff, or do I want to just be a little bit more selective and then just keep doing, like I said, the best job I personally can do and everything will be done by me. Do you uh, get paid by the letter, or how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> That's really tricky. Um, I usually charge by the square foot, but you also have to take into consideration different factors such as complexity of the design, um, whether I am able to do the work in my studio or if I have to come to you, if I have to get on a really high ladder or, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's legit. If I have to get on this massive scaffolding, you know, the job becomes a lot more difficult. I do as much as I can at my studio um, because I'm used to working in public and with people watching, but kind of the more time goes on, uh, the no, less no, desirable no, that no. is for me. Um, so working at my studio lets me work at my own pace and it lets me be comfortable enough to edit as I need to without someone saying, well, why'd you erase it? It looks great. Yeah, it's right. like, ah, it just wasn't what I wanted. Um, <laughs> I what about national clients? You know, I can see the, the little restaurant, but what about like a Whole Food? Do you have to get approved up at 
corporate headquarters? How does that work? Well, my time at Whole Foods, I worked there as an employee. Um, I worked as an independent contractor initially with them, and then they were like, hey, we like you, just stay, you know, like we'll make you an employee. And at the time, I didn't have enough freelance that I could support myself, so I was like, 20 hours a week as the Whole Foods store artist sounds great. Yeah. And I was doing that and doing freelance, and then freelance got so, you know, I got so many more freelance jobs that sadly I had to just move away from Whole Foods. And then once I stopped being an employee, I couldn't do the signs for them anymore, unfortunately. Wow. Neil, you, fl you fly out of, uh, wh where about, is it Lake, Lakefront? Or? Well, we were at Lakefront for 22 years. I actually moved up to St. Tammany, the little airport in St. Tammany, uh, um, St. Tammany Regional Airport. We moved there a year before Katrina hit. Oh, okay. Sold Good. our house in Metairie three months before Katrina oh. hit. <laughs> so oh, we you have out. great foresight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, what do you think you about interest rates? I mean, you're really a, a man oh, I should yeah, talk to. Right. <laughs> you know, how about horse racing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And what kind uh, of planes are these? I take it they're not 747s. Oh, or? no, no. We have a couple of uh, King Airs. Uh, they're turboprops. Uh, we have a couple of Piper Senecas. They're piston twin-engine planes. Um, we have uh, what's called a high-performance single-engine plane. It's called a Mooney. And then we have a couple of training airplanes, including a fairly new Cessna 172 that has what's called a glass cockpit. You know, wow. The older airplanes have what we call the gauges are, are now referred to as steam gauges. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> um, but uh, basically, that's that's the fleet. That's uh, about uh, seven airplanes, as far as that. Where does the name come from? The company name. Oh, my last name is Nadler. N a d l e r. Right. So I spelled it backwards. Oh, oh that's -E great. Air Relden. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that, I thought of that years ago. God. So. I I guess if I was left long enough in the room, I would have figured some that out. People, some people catch on, not too many, <laughs> but some people see it right away. Most people don't. Why do pilots tend to have mustaches? I notice you have a mustache. Is that the look for Well, pilots, I don't or? know. Do they? I don't I know. Mean, I, I guess I'm just I guess thinking I, about this. Is, uh, <laughs> I'm so busy teaching them when I, when I am, I guess I'm really not uh, noticing whether they have mustaches or not. You know. <laughs> That's the, it's the time of the show where we do the checklist. It's uh, uh, We take a little break and ask you a quick question you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. So I'm going to start with you, Ashley. I'm going to ask what piece of advice has stuck with you over the years? A colleague of mine in Seattle, Washington, um, is also a small business owner. And um, she told me, um, Ashley, what you need to get through your head is that it is okay to be selfish sometimes and that selfish is not a bad word under certain in a certain context and that was really hard for me to understand because you know providing a, these services to people and just being really focused on my clients and trying to please everyone and create work that makes the client happy and everyone everyone who looks at it happy you know I, I really everything I was doing was just like I got to make these people happy. I got to do this and I got to work really hard. And I do still feel that way, but I was kind of running myself down to the ground and I was working seven days a week and I was tired. And I even got to this point where I was like, I don't even know if I like my job anymore. And it wasn't because I didn't like drawing because I would still like sit and 
cry and doodle, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, right. but I was like, I feel so much pressure to make people happy. And I didn't realize that I was ignoring myself. And when she told me that, it made me realize that if you're going to provide these services to people and you're going to be a good business person, you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and you're getting enough sleep and you're being fair and you're charging the right amount of money and you're, and you're taking care of your own needs as well as taking care of theirs and it's balanced. So um, that's kind of how I... <laughs> that's a very... It kind of gets back to where we started, to scale mm -hmm. or not to scale, you know? Right, exactly. And... Um, and, you know, just setting boundaries, like um, taking weekends and stopping work after 10 or 12 hours, you know. Just like put the chalk down. <laughs> yeah. They, they <laughs> yeah um, I mean, people think that it's funny that I am like, I'm so stressed out. I'm working 16-hour days on these chalkboards. But it's a lot more than that. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, I just wasn't, there wasn't a good balance there for a while. But yeah. now there is. And your, your maiden name is Arsenal. So are you from here? Mm-hmm. Whereabouts? Yeah. Uh, I'm from Seventh Ward in New Orleans. Oh, great! Um, yeah, right off North Broad. Um, yeah. Well, you've picked the right career. In order to be hip, you need <laughs> chalkboards now. In any place, they. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> now, now, Neil, I'm going to ask you, what's the best day you have ever had at work? Well, strangely enough, well, let me preface it by saying, first of all, early on, my early years, I grew up outside of Detroit. So I was a big Detroit Tiger baseball fan, oh, but I grew too. up... Like the Norm Cash era? That oh, time. absolutely. Right. Oh, well, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I grew up with a baseball bat in one hand and a glove in the other. Fast forwarding, I have a cu customer here, and I don't know if I can mention names, but Carl Beyer with Beyer Radio. And um, uh, <clears throat> he used to fly a helicopter to work all the time, and I helped him buy a King Air. And he has a 90-foot yacht. So we're flying as King Air one day, and he says, Neil, this is my dream day. I said, really? He said, well, I flew my helicopter to work and back. I'm flying my King Air to go to Gulf Shores to get in my yacht. <laughs> well, it happened to be uh, in, my, uh, <clears throat> in my baseball every October. I still play in the men's senior baseball league. Um, I'm not much for softball, but I still love hardball. So I go to, uh, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Phoenix for a, a tournament, and Carl happened to call me. And I said, uh, by the way, Carl, this is my dream day. I said, really? He, he said, really? So I said, uh, yeah, um, my King Air is on its way to Chicago. My Seneca's in Shreveport on a trip. I said, my Mooney is in Destin. And we're getting ready to pull a banner in the 172. And I'm in Phoenix playing a doubleheader in baseball. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. <laughs> oh, my God. How old are the guys in that league? We can, you can choose the age limit. Uh, when I play locally here, uh, you know, unfortunately, one league is 40 and over. So, it, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 66 now. So, I mean, I've been in the league 20-some-odd years. So it's get, but it's kind of tough because these guys used to pitch for Tulane and still, you know, come oh, in at yeah. 40 and still throw it, you know, 80 miles an hour. But when I go to Phoenix or I go to some of the, they have um, hundreds of teams, and you can choose the age. And I usually play with guys that are 55 or 60 and over, or even 65 and over. That now is I qualify great. For that, I, a few years so, ago, I went to Red yeah. Sox fantasy camp, and uh, I did the Detroit. My, my wife. You did that. <laughs> well, uh, when I went to Phoenix back in '03, I played. I got in a player pool because there's not enough players here. I got in a player pool, linked up with guys from Los Angeles who called themselves the Dodgers. They all met at a Dodger camp. So my wife says, 
would you like me to buy you a Dodger Fantasy? I said, Dodger Fantasy Camp? I said, that's not my fantasy. I grew up in Detroit. Yeah. I said, Detroit Tigers. So I said, we can't afford it anyway. Well, for my birthday, it was there. And sure enough, uh, that in January of 03, I went to Lakeland uh, to the Detroit Tigers. So it was the last year K-Line was there. Oh. He had just turned, uh, I think he had just turned uh, 70. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, but Mickey Lolich was there. And, oh. uh, of course... Uh, Remember, he was left-handed because he hurt himself his right arm as a child. And, Is uh, that what it was? Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I only a, vaguely remember, but yeah. God, we could start. Yeah. This, this could go all the <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know what it's really time for? It's time to check the inbox. Our producer picks a question that's come in from a listener. Uh, Grant, what have you got? Uh, Peter, I've got a couple of questions, one for each of our guests. This one, Ashley, is for you from Maurice Farrell, who asks, have you thought about using your chalkboard style for other media, like for example, a web design theme. I actually do a ton of work that is not chalkboards. Um, for example, I just designed the cover of the New Orleans Press Club Awards brochure. Um, I've done a couple of magazine covers um, that were digital illustration, and I'm actually um, moving more towards doing design and illustration work for publications and editorial. Um, so yes, I definitely am, am moving away from just chalkboards and have been for a while. So that's a great question. Neil, here's a great question for you as well from Heather Adele, who asks, Air Relden offers a mile high flight oh God. that you advertise as complete privacy assured. What exactly is all that about? Well, you know, it, the, the, this is the one subject my wife would not want me talking about. She <laughs> harasses the heck, heck out of me. But um, complete privacy, basically we do it uh, in, uh, in either our small twin, but generally we do it in the King Air because of the fact that, you know, we have, uh, you know, little doors that you can close off and so that they're in the back of the airplane uh, of course, in the uh, in the Seneca, it's kind of you know, in the Seneca we do have a, uh, it's kind of a a, a, uh, a cot that you know they can we can put on once. So the King Air, they it's more spacey, but uh, they have to use their imagination more because I, I don't have one, so they have to you know wow. do what they want. This so, is you know, are, are uh, some <laughs> of the clients? Uh, are you surprised they're coming? Oh, listen, the very one of the first times we did it, and my son was just coming up through the ranks. <laughs> he was about. He was about 18 or 17, and uh, a couple that's, uh, you know, senior citizens came out to do a... You know, well, they, they called, the, they, they, they booked the big airplane, and they wanted to splurge, but they said nothing about doing the Mile High Club, and so I invited my son to come along, and so, uh, you know, we're in the airplane. We, uh, you know, we did, we did clo close off the back, and all of a sudden, there's all this noise in the back there, and I want to tell you what, these people did everything but turn the airplane upside down. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> was quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> but it got worse for my son because he did a flight one time with a little 172 and uh, felt a lot of movement going on back there. And <laughs> oh they my! Were, they were going. So you never know what you're going to run into. It's <laughs> no. Uh, after this, he became crazy. an accountant. Or yeah, right yeah. <laughs> He's actually a pilot for Entergy now over at Moisant. So uh, you know. But, uh, Less likely to happen on those planes. There's yeah. a, who knows? So, uh, You've been great. You know, but I've, I've pulled a banner advertising Mile High Club, and it's uh, interesting some of the calls that I get. So, but I won't go into that. That is so funny. <laughs> oh, those NPR restrictions. There's a, no. 
Communications philosopher Marshall McLuhan uh, coined the term, the medium is the message, meaning it's not just what we choose to say that matters, it's where we choose to say it. Uh, Neil Nadler, Ashley Arsenault-Jones, whether the message is on a blackboard, on a sidewalk, or the sky behind a plane, it's been great to learn about two aspects of marketing that are so unique and so interesting. Uh, thank you both for taking the time and joining me on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been a very memorable show. This is great. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Neil Nadler of Air Reldon and Ashley Arsenault-Jones, owner of Small Chalk. You can find out more about Neil's airborne exploits and Ashley's blackboard business by following the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. The ever-vigilant Jennifer Brady is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's neworleans.com and www.no.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 128 years, and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities, iberiabank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp and 30 North Investments.